0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of VIDE's fitness podcast. I'm your host Ollie. I'm one of the directors of VIDE Fitness and a personal trainer. And today's topic is going to be talking about all things diet. Well maybe not all things diet because we were here all day. Uh, But I've got a few topics I would like to go through. And then we may finish by giving my opinion on something that I saw on this morning show last week which is a lady who's self-titled The Fat Doctor. And she basically came on and said that she thought that th- people shouldn't try and lose weight and actually having a high BMI is perfectly healthy. And she thought it was actually a detriment to people's health if they try to lose weight. So we'll discuss that towards the end of the video. Um, but to start off with, I would like to go into a few different aspects of why I think people struggle with their diet and also some of the culture which I think makes it quite a toxic subject when you get into discussions. Now, most people would assume that the main issue with diet is education and while I do agree that a lot of people struggle with the knowledge on what is a good diet, I think most people now are at the point where they are aware of good food choices and bad food choices most people knows know what calories are and that they need to control the number of calories they eat and or do more exercise in order to um, create a calorie deficit now i feel like a lot of people are still just saying that and it is almost patronizing to most people to just say oh yes you just need a calorie deficit um And actually it's some of the mechanisms behind that and more of the psychology behind how you can stop yourself from overeating, how you can fit more of an active lifestyle into your current routine, and how you can do those things without being too stressed or, you know, hating every moment of every day, trying to do something that you're really not interested in. And I think overcoming those issues are a lot more important than just education um there seems to be in the dieting world so many different camps you know there's one camp that says oh yeah keto the best or another camp says oh you need to cut out sugar another camp will say you know oh, you need to do slimming world that's great or another camp will say oh it's bread you need to cut bread out and then equally another camp will be like oh it's just calorie deficit you need to count calories and everything will be fine and i think the right answer is somewhere in the middle of all of those things. Um, I think it's very individualized, so some per, somebody might respond better to one form of eating. Another person might respond better to another form of eating. I'm not talking biologically here, I'm talking psychologically. So um, There are so many different factors at play that it becomes very, very difficult to just prescribe one thing that works for everyone. And I think that anybody who claims that they can prescribe one diet or one solution for any person, let alone for multiple people and all saying, yes, everybody needs to do this um, is not actually firstly an expert in what they're talking about, but also they're just making it up because there's, there's no reason why... Anybody thinks that they could just do that and that it would be effective for everyone. If there was one thing that was like the missing piece that nobody had thought of before, um, everyone would be giving you the same advice and they're not because everybody's picking tiny little nuances from the same idea of trying to help people and they're then claiming that the thing they have is the one that everybody needs just because they want to make their money and marketing. I'm sure some people believe that the thing they're trying to push on you is the best thing. Um, but if you talk to sort of actual experts in nutrition, you know, the the research scientists behind things and doctors, they most of them would agree that there isn't an answer that they can give, and that's why it's such a struggle. If there was an answer, this is the solution, then I don't think we would have a, a problem with obesity. Um, so what are some of the things that, from my point of view, that you can practically apply that may help you try and find the right answer, or, or go towards a healthier lifestyle? Now, the number one reason why people fail on their diets is because they don't sustain the diet long enough in order to make results or they sustain the diet long enough to make results and then stop um, which then means they put the weight back on again so finding a way that you can diet that means you can always carry on the progress you've made and that you're happy with that progress and that you don't have to think about it too much that then becomes sustainable. That needs to be more important than any other aspect of that diet, other than obviously having enough nutrition and uh, calories to survive because, yeah. (laughs) So, um, firstly, what you should do is you should have a look at the way that you eat, the way that you live your lifestyle and the foods that you enjoy, your preferences and things like that. And looking at how you can improve that rather than looking at it like, what can I take away from that? So if you can swap something that you do that's bad for something that's more positive, then what you're doing is you're enriching the diet that you have rather than taking stuff away from that diet. As soon as you take things away, psychologically you feel restricted and you crave those things and you feel like stressed. So if you can look at ways you can improve your diet by making positive changes. So like instead of, I'm going to stop eating bread, you could say, I'm going to start eating more fruit, which would mean that instead of the bread, you're choosing to eat fruit, but you're not stopping eating bread. What you're doing is you're adding something that enriches your diet. But the thing that you've added just happens to mean that your totally, total calorie, Uh, intake for the day is lower so if you choose to start eating more vegetables those vegetables aren't very calorie dense so they're going to fill you up more so by eating more vegetables you're going to be more full and you're going to crave the higher calorie foods less so inadvertently you end up eating less but you're not saying I'm going to stop eating X food you're saying is I'm going to start eating something positive. So you've enriched your diet, you've not taken something away and straight away instead of restricting you feel like you've made a positive change and you're going to be progressive with that. Those kind of changes are a lot more important than that I'm going to suddenly cut out this food because as soon as you cut something out eventually you'll want to put it back in and that then becomes a bit of a yo-yo scenario. So straight away try and make changes that are positive and are sustainable and try and do things that enrich your diet and think about it psychologically in that way rather than trying to take something away and restrict what you're eating so the next thing is to try and make sure that you have a decent amount of protein in your diet now speaking as somebody who i suppose you could call me a bodybuilder even though i'm not competitive but i like to build up my muscle which i suppose by definition is building my body um it's important to eat enough protein because protein is integral to muscle recovery and muscle building Um, but why would that be important for somebody who is just trying to lose weight and they're not really interested in having big muscles well protein is quite interesting for two reasons number one your body struggles a little bit in order to turn protein into usable energy because the mechanisms behind the energy production from protein are a little bit more complicated and that means it's not as efficient So you get something called a thermic effect from food and all food has a thermic effect which is essentially the amount of energy it takes to digest, process and assimilate that food. And protein has a slightly higher thermic effect than other macronutrients. So straight away if you eat a higher protein diet that is not at the expense of more calories but if you have the same number of calories that comes from more of a protein source, then you can actually get away with eating slightly more or eating the same and losing a little bit more weight if more of your calories come from protein. So that's number one. Number two, protein tends to sit in your stomach a little bit longer. um, So it makes you feel a little bit more full, which again is gonna curb your hunger, which is gonna stop you overeating throughout the day. So if you have a decent high protein breakfast and lunch, it should make you feel a little bit more full going into your evening meals and you won't binge as much. Um, the other reason why protein is really good is that if you can sustain a decent amount of muscle, muscle is a very active tissue which means it's metabolically quite demanding. It uses a lot of calories just to exist and function so if you've got quite a high muscle mass it's like taking a one litre car and replacing it with a four litre car. The engine is going to use a lot more fuel in the four litre car and you want to burn as much fuel as possible throughout the day so you can literally just sit down and have a higher metabolic rate if you have more muscle than you would if you had less muscle that's without doing any exercise anything like that, just having more muscle and the amount of protein you eat can support su- support support and sustain more um, muscle mass which is gonna instantly make your metabolic rate uh, stay a little bit higher Especially if you are dieting and you're losing weight, some of that muscle mass, uh, some of that weight will come from muscle mass and lean tissue rather than just body fat. So if your protein consumption is high enough to support that, you will hold on to a decent amount of the protein. So number one, you can eat slightly more and get away with it because it's got higher thermic effect. But also you can hold on to more muscle mass, which is going to make your metabolic rate higher and therefore you can eat more or... It's going to just make you look better because you'll have a toned, more balanced physique once the fat comes off. You don't want to look bony and skinny um, if you've not got much fat mass over, over the top of it. So those considerations are quite high. So just to recap what we've got so far, number one is to make sustainable, positive decisions about your diet that are going to enrich it rather than take something away and restrict it. And number two is to be aware of eating a decent amount of protein. I could put a number on it. If you could aim for one gram per pound of body weight, that's great. But in reality, that's optimal, but that's a lot for most people. So just be conscious of it. Try and have a source of decent protein, things like eggs, meat, fish, um, uh, lentils, beans, um, things like that. So yeah, try and have a source of those with each meal. And that's your second one. Now, number three, obviously, you are going to have to be aware of your calorie intake. But if you're making positive food choices like having more fruit, having more vegetables, um, eating regular meals, having a lot of protein, a lot of these issues will sort themselves out. So absolutely, you can calorie count and most people choose to calorie count. um, But you don't have to be regimented with that. You certainly don't need to count calories in order to lose weight. So the best thing you can do with that, if you want to start off by counting some of what you eat on like my fitness pile and logging it, just to get an awareness of what you eat. But I certainly would say once you are consistent with that and you're happy that what you're eating is the right amount and you're getting progress from that, try going away from it and try to estimate what you're eating and see how that works. Because I think long-term it's better for people if they don't have to, unless they're a bodybuilder or a physique athlete where very low levels of body fat is you know absolutely important. For most people they don't need to track what they eat as long as they have a good diet a nutritional diet and then they make good food decisions and they're sensible they don't need to track what they eat it's about building these you know habits that mean that you're sustainable in the way that you eat and you're not going to spiral out of control and make bad decisions so that's that's the second thing Um, the third thing i would say with your diet is to allow yourself variety and Try and remove the feeling of guilt. So, for example, I had a uh, McDonald's double sausage and egg McMuffin for breakfast yesterday, and I had a 13.5 inch Supreme Domino's pizza last night. That's not typical for me. That's probably the first time I've had a McDonald's this year, and I think the second time I've had a Domino's this year, and we are going towards the end of February now. Now, What I did is, in between those meals, I ate something that was lower in calories, lower in carbohydrates. I made sure that I was active during the day and I did a decent step count. I have no idea how many calories were in the McDonald's. I've got no idea how many calories were in the Domino's. But I was conscious to stay quite active, conscious to make good food choices for all the other meals of the day. And I weighed myself this morning and I put on 200 grams over yesterday and that's eating a McDonald's and a large Domino's pizza. Um, I was just sensible about it. I had no idea how many calories were in them. I didn't stress over it. I didn't feel guilty about it. I'm eating good meals all day today and I don't think it's had any detriment to my progress. I'm trying to diet at the moment. So don't have these sort of guilty binges, you know, just be sensible about things, but enjoy the foods that you want to eat. And I think again that creates a positive mindset about things and it stops you getting in that cycle of guilt and trying really hard and then giving up and I think the more emotive you are about these things it becomes quite difficult. Right, uh, we are over 15 minutes now so I'm going to go into the last part of the video which is the interview on this morning programme with the fat doctor and I'm going to talk through what she was saying and my quick thoughts on, on that. So. Um, firstly, she claimed that there is no evidence that people's BMI has a relation to their health. And I don't know where she's got these statistics from because every statistic I've seen clearly shows that people with a uh, BMI that is obese have risk factors that increase um, increase their risk of having developing You know, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, all sorts of health problems that are related to that. Um, And I think to say that that doesn't increase those risks is wrong. I don't know where she's got her information from, but I've certainly not seen studies that would support that. Uh, So that's the first thing. So it absolutely is statistically less healthy to be overweight than it is to have a normal BMI. So that's the first point. The second point is that she says, that um, actually can cause more detriment to health by trying to diet than it does to just accept that you are overweight and that you have then, you know, more of a health, health risk or anything like that. Just to accept that is healthier mentally than it is to actually undergo and to, you know, to take on the challenge of to try and lower your BMI. Now, her argument is that mental health is very overlooked and it's a massive important factor within health now i completely agree with this that is very overlooked and if somebody is trying to diet at the expense of their mental health i would argue that their mental health is more important than their physical health in that scenario and that's because as we said before if somebody has a high bmi they are more at risk of health problems if their mental health has suffered they have a health problem. So that is more of an immediate risk to them than the obesity. Having said that, does that risk of causing mental health problems mean that you should just not try and look at a sustainable way that doesn't affect people's mental health, that you should then improve their health? So I think it's more the way that you deliver the advice that people need to lose weight and the way you talk about people who need to lose lose weight um, that needs to change rather than just accepting that if i tell you you're overweight you need to lose weight and make them feel bad about themselves that that yeah that's going to cause mental health issues potentially but actually doing it in a good way is better but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't actually attempt that and attempt to improve their health so i think that's really wrong i don't know what the answer is i don't know what the best way to do it whilst keeping people's mental health i suppose some of the points we went through before if you're still watching now um but yeah, so I think that's, she has a point, but I think she's wrong in her conclusion based on that point. And I think that's about it, really. I don't think we need to say too much more about that. I I don't think her decision as a doctor is particularly ethical to ignore advice, that, uh, ignore um, data that, that clearly shows that certain things are unhealthy and then to make the statement that they're not unhealthy. But I understand where she's coming from. And I think that, is an area that needs to be looked at but i don't think we need to just say right let's forget it because it's quite difficult um so yeah so if you are still listening now thank you very much for tuning in this has been episode two of the vides fitness podcast i've been your host ollie and until next time i will see you then cheers